right, welcome back to the I Am Nerd podcast, guys. Uh, I am your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. And yes. we also have a returning special guest for the third time here, Anthony Simpson. Um, we are going to be talking about a myriad of topics coming off of the holiday. I hope everyone enjoyed their holiday, Thanksgiving and Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that stuff. Hope that you spent some money on some cool ass electronics, some nerdy shit. I know I bought a new microphone for the podcast and like a new monitor, a whole bunch of random stuff to try to get my setup to be a little bit better, uh, increase the quality here. But yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of things. A lot has happened in the last week and we were off. We took a week off uh, as a break. So a lot is a lot of things have happened in this last week and we just want to I want to talk about some of it. How yeah. are you? Uh, how are you doing, Kenny? I was going to pop off. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. But then I remember the last time I did that, I got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they stopped fucking cutting me off. God damn it. Yeah, I'm happy to be back though. We haven't recorded in a while. It feels nice to to finally start getting some content back out. Back on the, the what is it called? Bi bi weekly, which is the I most still... confusing. <laughs> that word is fucking confusing. To to buy clarify. Uh, bi-weekly apparently means twice a month or twice a week. I hate it. I hate that bi-weekly means two different yeah, things. Yeah, that's true. It I don't like that. Isn't it? I don't uh. like that. <laughs> Why does a word just mean two? And they're very different things. I well, hate it. What if your whole life you thought bi-weekly meant twice a week, right? And it's, you get a job that says they pay you bi-weekly. Oh my <laughs> god, you think you're in there. And then I'm like, like I get paid every two days. Uh, you're going to learn that day. You're going <laughs> to learn that day. And then a whole yeah. week passes and another week before you get your first paycheck and you're like, hold up. I'm supposed to have like four more of these. Yeah, that shit is obnoxious. Um, okay, so real quick, before we get completely started on this episode, I do want to give a shout out to our patrons. Uh, we have a Patreon I Am Nerd podcast, so if you guys want to look us up, uh, we have exclusive benefits like extra episodes that are only on Patreon. We have our biggest one. Uh, it's about <laughs> cheating in Yu-Gi-Oh! So that one is huge. It literally talks about all the different crazy stories that I've experienced um, and or know about with uh, cheating stories in Yu-Gi-Oh! And just some of the craziest things, some of the craziest shit that I've ever seen. So if you want to see that, uh, and maybe next subscribe time there will to the Patreon. Topic on cheating on your man. Find out more at 11. <laughs> Not cheating on here, man. <laughs> but yeah, we have exclusive content on Patreon. Also, there's full video versions of all the podcast episodes. So like even right now, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you can watch the episodes uh, and actually see us physically through Patreon. But yeah, so to get started on that, um, we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tinsley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brazette. Vinny Casello, Dominic Roberts, uh, Giovanni Avelos, and Game Freak Yoshi. So uh, we also had uh, another patron, uh, I believe is the newest one was Clifton Land. So shout out to you guys for, uh, you know, joining the Patreon, supporting the podcast. And it's the start of a new month. So that means that we'll definitely have an exclusive Patreon only episode coming out this month. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, look out for that. And so this is a call out. We'll, we'll also make a post about it in the I Am Nerd Discord. But uh, if you're one of the patrons and you want to suggest what the Patreon exclusive episode is going to be, uh, you know, email, type to us on Discord, message us, whatever. Yeah, that's how all the episodes, honestly, yeah, they've pretty much come from from that. Uh, the, the episode about cheating in Yu-Gi-Oh! literally came from the patrons just asking, hey, can you do an episode on that? And I, at first I was like, oh God. But uh, it actually turned out to be a pretty fun episode. So thank you guys for suggesting that. Hell yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to dive into, so um, 
As some of you may or may not know, we lost a really big figurehead in the fashion industry this week. Uh, Virgil Abloh, he was the guy who started Off-White, a uh, big clothing brand. You've ever seen like the clothes that have quotation marks? It'll say like really cool stuff. Like for example, if you bought a bag from Off-White, it'll say for goods in quotations. Um, he did a wedding dress for Justin Bieber's wife. And on the train of the wedding dress, it says like till death do us part in quotations. So he has like a lot of cool motifs with his with his brand that he started off white and it became really, really big. And then eventually he was promoted to creative director of Louis Vuitton, which is unheard of. And this and this guy is literally like African-American male who just was designing for the last several years and started a really successful brand and then became the head of Louis Vuitton and has been doing like Louis Vuitton fashion for the last couple of years is really, really crazy. Like his success story. And, uh, he died to a rare form of cancer this past week at the age of 41, I believe very young. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to him because as you know, people do know, I, I love fashion. I'm really big into like the fashion world. I love just everything about clothes. It's like my favorite thing. And Virgil was one of the most influential people in the last five years. And it's just crazy to out of nowhere, like quietly, cause no one knew but he just like he just passed away, and uh, have you ever seen people walking around with the sneakers that have the zip ties on them? You might not understand. I get asked all the time whenever I wear like some off-white Nikes, walking down the street, especially when they first came out. I would have older people like like, "Hey, you still have the tag on your sneaker?" And I'm like, "No, that's not that's not what that is. Like, that's actually supposed to be there by design." Um, but he uh, he had a degree in architecture, and so he used that that like knowledge of architecture to in the fashion world, his thing was like deconstruction and he would take things like the Nike air force one and he would literally deconstruct it. And that would be like how he sold things to the public. Like he would deconstruct everything, a deconstructed hoodie, a deconstructed pair of pants. And it's really cool to see how he didn't go to school for like fashion design, but he applied something else to fashion design and it made it very unique. Mm. And uh, yeah, he was broken. He was just an insane designer. Uh, much respect to him. And yeah, his legacy is definitely going to be a great one, especially because it's like, I don't think I've ever seen another designer have a five year run like he did. It's just really crazy. And I don't really think there's a, a replacement for Virgil. So just wanted to get that out there. Start us off. R.I.P. Dante's brother. R.I.P. Dante's brother. All right. So over the break, uh, we actually met up in person. And if you're looking at this on Patreon, you can see that in the background. We have I wasn't invited. Anthony well, wasn't on. there because Anthony declined. <laughs> hold on. Let me step in. Okay. So for the past however many years, every year, a lot of us met up at Ant's house. This year, we weren't able to do that. And Ant was still in New York. He ditched us for his husband. I was going to say boyfriend. <laughs> he ditched us for his husband. Right. That's not true. <laughs> he was like, fuck y'all. And then he broke tradition. That's right. I did not ditch you guys for Kevin. I ditched you guys for Kevin and all of our other D&D friends as well. So basically he said, I ditched y'all for my real friends. <laughs> anyway, Damn. we met up at another one of our friends' house. It was me, Frazier, and then like four or five of our other friends. We all met Yeah. Up. And really fun. End up staying awake for like forty hours. <laughs> Literally that we stayed that we did not go to sleep. I went to see. Uh, I went to the movies first. I went to see House of Gucci, which is actually randomly a good movie. Um, but yeah, I went to see House of Gucci, and then right after that, I joined you guys over at our other friend's house, 
And we ended up playing Smash, which we always do. Like, when I walked in, they were literally already playing Smash. And I was so happy because I was hoping that it wasn't, like, the end of the session where everybody's like, oh, I'm kind of bored. I'm done. Because, that you know, that always happens. Yep. But it was at, apparently it was at the beginning. So we got we got some Smash Bros in. I recently, because I'm a tier whore, I started playing Byleth recently. So I have, like, this this makeshift Byleth going on right now. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. I was able to win a couple games with Byleth. Byleth is kind of nice. Byleth is kind of nice. I was just using oh, Sora. You know who I've randomly picked up is a uh, anime girl, um, Pyra Mithra. Pyra Mithra. They call yeah. her Pam. Pyra and Mithra. Pam. I'm not. I'm not calling her Pam. I'm That's not, not calling happening. her Pam either. I'm calling her. Pam. Well, since you guys don't like it, I'm calling her Pam. I her. We cannot call her, especially because one of my <laughs> friends' moms' names is Pam, and she's like really short and has a mustache. <laughs> no. Wait, <laughs> so like, uh, wait, wait, back up, back up, wait. Did you say the mom is short with a mustache? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll oh, never no. forget. I one like one year on his birthday, my uncle drove me up there, right? Oh, and my no. uncle, he saw her and like couldn't contain his laughter. And then, <laughs> oh, that's so rude. I, you know what's funny is I know which uncle he's talking about and too. He was <laughs> like, we we were like taking pictures for his birthday, and he was like, Yo, make so sure. Rude. He was like. Basically, at one point, he handed me the camera because he wanted to get into a picture with her. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to be photographed with the bearded lady. And then, like, afterwards, I remember him saying, like, yo, did you see her? She had a mustache. Like, <laughs> Oh, so. man, that is, that anyway, is absurd. I'm sorry for anybody that has a mustache. You know, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at her. Yeah, just specifically Pam. Just just Pam. Yep, what is just Pam. being mustached and the lady? That's true. Yeah. But... 20 in 2021 it's fine yeah it is absolutely fine but in 1999 she's had it since the 90s in 1999 we lived in a different time and we weren't we weren't as uh open as we are now or we're thinking she's she was ahead of the curve good old pam (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what she was ahead of the curve she was was like in 20 years it's gonna be the style (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's so good but yeah so you picked up pirate mithra i picked up byleth and kenny picked up sora so all of us are using fucking new dlc characters basically because everyone knows smash is now all pay to win (laughs) it may have 80 characters but it really has 10 it really does have 10 (laughs) it's whatever the last 10 were yeah everyone is literally just playing the the dlc now it's it's dlc and like diddy like that's that's like that's the tier list uh so but yeah we play smash and then we so i haven't played a mario party game in a very long time but we ended up transitioning to mario party randomly because kenny uh recently acquired the game and again i haven't played mario party it has been over 15 years since i played the mario party game easily like easily but i remember when i was younger and i did used to play them they were extremely fun so he brought it out and we started playing at we started at 3 a.m we started playing at 3 a.m and we played probably until 7 a.m we only played two games they took like legit like two hours each but they were so fucking fun like i had a ton of fun the new game was it called super mario party so i was actually going to comment on that so fraser has a wallpaper up if you're watching the video and on his wallpaper it says super mario party now it's confusing because i don't know nintendo sometimes is a little idiotic when it comes to naming things so super mario party is the last mario party on switch the newest mario party on switch is called mario party superstars so they both have super in their name i'm already over it so if you want to buy the best Mario Party game, you want to buy Mario Party Superstars. Do not buy Super Mario Party. That's the old one. And honestly, just 
isn't that good. Um, it's okay, yeah. but the new one, Mario Party Superstars, is better in every single way. There's not a single thing the other one does better. Yeah, I had a ton of fun, especially someone who hasn't played them in a very long time, and just seeing how they are. Uh, now they have this really cool thing that makes it makes it really entry level. So anyone who wants to play it. They have before every mini game, they have a like a preview screen, a little screen where everyone can literally test out the game they're about to play for, you know, for the win. Yep. And I I think that that is such a huge thing because before in the old days, like let's say I was the guy who owned Mario Party and I took the game over to a couple friends house and we all played together. More than likely I'm going to win just because of the fact that I've played these mini games before. I know how they all start, I know how they all end. Um, but the people who have never played before, they might get caught off guard at like the opening. They might not know what to do with the controller. This one literally tells you on the right exactly what controls to use. And then on the left, it has a screen where you can literally practice doing it. Yeah. And what's, what's really cool about ahead. that is it's it actively, the screen is there and you actively can practice the mini game right there. So in some of the older ones, I don't remember which one was introduced in, but fairly early on, they did add a practice mechanic. But the way it worked was it showed you the minigame and it showed like a demo of the game in the screen. And you had to press. So like start would be to start the minigame. You would press like Z and Z would let you practice the minigame. But what it would do is load you into the minigame. And then you guys would have to go through a load screen, just play the minigame like normal, and then it would load you out. And so you have to just go through various load screens to kind of slow it down. And it, it made it so... Most of the times, if you did do a practice, you would only do it once, and then you'd be like, all right, you'll just have to do it. But because it's you don't got to go through load screen to do the practice now, it's just like right there. You can just like freely practice without going through load screens. It makes it a lot more uh, accessible, and I found yeah. a lot more people are having it. They just have an easier time with it because it's not like you're going through a load screen, start, it tries to go, and then you leave, and you're like, oh, but I kind of messed up. I want to try this again, and you got to go through another load screen. Instead, it's just yeah, like right I there, like and you're that. just doing it. I like that with the practice screen, you can try as many times as you want. So, excuse me. So a lot of us who hadn't played in a while or have never, well, most, I, I think outside of Kenny, Kenny was the only one who had played this specific Mario Party game. But all of us who were playing with him, we didn't know really any of the video, any of the mini games. We were able to practice as much as we wanted to before the game started. And honestly, we probably spent like a half hour total time just on practicing for the mini games. Like if you add up all the time that, we played Mario Party, which is like four hours that night. Um, probably a good half hour was just on the practice screens, like oh, just over, you know, over time. I would have fought y'all. Yeah. No, but let's, let's but, go. But no, but it's quick. As it's happening, no, yeah, it's yeah, quick yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. And everybody gets and their it, feeling and shit. I, I'll admit, I've been that person that you know just practices and practices, and everybody's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm gonna win." Yeah, like <laughs> That's I'm trying to win this shit. Yeah. yeah like, what? I also like the practice thing because. It also lets you develop a strategy before it starts, which I think is so fucking cool. Like, Kenny, you saw the one game I won yeah, yeah. with the snowboarding one. Um, I knew because of practice, and I didn't show it during practice, but I knew during practice that uh, on the GameCube controller, we were all using GameCube controllers. And the, basically the way the snowboarding game works is you have to press, like, X, B, A, Y in order, or, like, however it goes in a circle, um, really, really quickly to do the snowboarding. You get points as you go. And... I realized quickly that I could move my fingers around the uh, GameCube controller during practice, but I didn't actually show it because I didn't want them to do it too. So when it started and got to my turn, I did it, and I just, like, immediately won the game. Yeah. And that was so cool because of In the practice. In practice, mode. like, you know, you just, he just A, B, X, Y, A, B, X, Y, A, B, X, Y. Yeah. But, then, but, like, pressing them. But then when the game started, you know, he'd, like, rotate it yeah. with his finger. And, uh, and it's like, funny, too, because, like, some of the games require you to just press one button rapidly. 
and Kenny would get into a position to <laughs> literally burn his fingers. <laughs> like he would do exactly what Nintendo said not to do. If you heard our Nintendo 64 episode, we talked about uh, an article that came out a long time ago about the, the Nintendo 64's controller. And back then, like people were trying to sue Nintendo for getting like rug burns on a palm of their hands from playing Mario Party because they would be like grinding too fast or like trying to win the mini games. So basically, Kenny said, fuck all that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to actually do that regardless. And whatever there's a happens, warning. happens. For those games, there's a warning out that says, do not use the palm of your hand. And it tells you exactly how to do it. There's a warning on the screen. And mm-hmm. Cheyenne was like, guys, we're, we're like, we're going to do it the right way. We're not going to follow the warning. I was like, <laughs> trying you, to tell you we're not. I was like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I was like, I'm doing it with the palm of my hand. He's like, yeah. oh, but like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't want to risk breaking my controller. I was like, it's a GameCube controller. It's not breaking. Yeah. I'm doing it this way. Yeah. And, and if it breaks, buy a new one. You want to win, don't you? You want to win. I got like five GameCube controllers. I'm good. Yeah. Not only that, but I think you just, you know, like whatever limits you do have, you know when to stop. You know what I mean? Like you're not a fucking yeah, child. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't know if you were in any pain that night because you nah. did win pretty much every one of the mashing ones. But like, if, if it came down to it, like you would just stop if yeah, it burned. I'm not going to actually yeah, yeah. bleed my finger out to, to win a yeah. Mario Party game. But but those games, a lot of them. Go ahead. But if you're playing Mario Party, uh, do you really know that you're going to win anyway? Because yeah. oh, you don't. Mario, yeah. Mario Party, you're like you're like I've got four stars and everyone yep. else has one, and I've got eighty coins. Yep. And then those star bonuses are like, all right, who lost the most? Yo, who here's was the, the slowest person. Yo, fuck the star bonuses. <laughs> the star bonuses. You can just literally trade places with somebody in the middle of the game, which happened to Kenny. Listen, the star bonuses at the end of the game, they're not too bad because at the end of the day, it's only two stars and yeah. you kind of like, you know, mitigate it. But mid game, oh my God. So our one game, Cheyenne lands on a square and it, essentially what ends up happening is Frazier ends up having to give me like 30 coins. So Frazier gives me like 30 coins and he's like, yep. oh, that sucks. And then I go on and I end up getting like a fucking four like a three or four uh star lead on everybody like from- yeah kenny had so many more stars than us i think you literally did have a two star lead on whoever was next and then cheyenne landed on that square again and it ended up being kenny and fraser swap stars so and Frazier, coins. And coins so and basically fraser yep. got all That's the stars insane. i bought using his investment all right he basically yep. invested 30 coins uh, in the i went and bought stars and he got it was back. It was fucking amazing um, because Kenny has so many more stars than everyone else that, like, it put me so far in the lead. Like, I think when the game ended, I had five stars, and the next closest person had three. Um, and then, like, at the end of the game, I ended up losing the game to uh, because of the, the bonuses. The bonuses literally oh, gave man. two stars to someone else, uh. and uh, it actually put them ahead of me. It was The game was, it was actually phenomenal because I was losing that game. I was in last place for a bit. And then out of nowhere, I was just in first. And when the game concluded, like if the game concluded with no bonus, I just won the game. Yeah. Like I, like I just this won is, the game. Yeah. This is why I love Mario Party and I also hate Mario Party. Yeah. Like what? How do you? I, I was sure that story was gonna end with yeah, and Frazier won with his five star lead, but no, nope, I lost. <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly. We swapped. I had a five. A guy was up five stars. And then I ended up still losing at the yeah. end of the game. That's how that's, that's how funny. Uh, you ended up losing by, by coins because the bonus stars ended up oh, making yeah, Gary. That's what it was. It made it so Gary mm-hmm. ended up tying with Fraser in star yep. count, but Gary had more coins. Yep. So 
It, yeah, the weird, it's the weirdest thing how that turned out. Like, if you looked at the game, you'd be like, oh, well, you win now for sure. Like, the second Kenny and I swapped, there was, like, only three or four turns left in the game. <laughs> so it happened so late that it was like, well, shit. Like, that literally just decided who wins the game. Like, that whole scenario, that swapping stars and coins, that just decided, like, eight decided the winner. And then Gary was like, well, actually, actually, <laughs> I'm going to get hooked up on both of the bonus and then he tied with me, and then it went to coins, and he had more coins. So it was really fun. But we, the point is, we had a fucking shit ton of fun. Yeah. It was so fun. A great thing about this Mario Party is the five, it has five boards, and it's boards across the first three Mario Parties. The boards are incredibly well-designed, and there's a lot of decent decision-making that goes into all five of them. So whereas the last Mario Party game, all four boards, there's only four boards, they were all just basically squares. Like, they were just all just a series of squares. Whereas yeah. in this Mario Party, each of the boards have their own gimmick, which is really cool. Like the very first board, which Fraser didn't get to play on, the star doesn't move. It's it's in one spot. There's like a star spot and a Bowser spot. And if you land on the happening square, it switches the star and Bowser. And there's okay. like a toll booth you can go through. And there's like decision making depending on what side of the board you want to stay on and like where you want to go. You can make every time you go through the toll booth, you can raise the price of the toll booth. So like if I go through first, I can make it ten coins. So that means the next guy has to pay 10 coins to go through. But if the next guy pays 50 coins to go through the toll, that means the next guy has to pay 50. Um, and, yeah, it's just, like, cool. The star swaps, and there's a lot of cool shit you can do with that board. And all the boards have their own little gimmick, which is nice. Yeah, the, we played on one board where every turn, the signs change. And when the signs change, like, like, let's say the sign was going left, that means that when you pass that sign, you have to go left. But if the sign is facing right, then it makes your character go right. So in it, every single full turns so every time like it's four of us playing after all four people take their turns every sign on the map switches so if it was left it goes right it was right it goes left and that shit creates a whole different level of decision making where you want to position yourself it changes what items you want to buy from the item shop there's this one item that is so broken it probably needs to be patched at some point but it's the golden pipe the golden pipe, oh, is, golden pipe is always nice the golden pipe is so broken and no, literally the golden, doesn't it uh, cost like 50 coins or something 25 25 Oh shit! So, so it doesn't cost. That's the other thing. It doesn't cost enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's such a broken asset, and basically, our game literally degenerated to how many golden pipes can you buy throughout? Because that literally determined. Like Kenny got those stars from just accumulating golden pipes, basically. So did Gary. So did I. And like that was the end game. The end game was we probably all got three stars minimum off of just golden pipe teleportation. Yeah, it was a 20-turn game. The last, like, seven turns, I want to say, were just, like, all golden pipes. Yeah. It was literally... Well, and we got so many stars off of that. Like, they just were... It was just like, alright, everyone has three stars off of that. Now, that's a strat, right? But my strat... I, we also played Mario Party this weekend. I didn't play because I didn't want to sign up for that insanity. But I watched everybody play, and... When I do play Mario Party next, my strat is definitely going to be landing on the Bowser squares because... Are you like that shit? Bowser, the Bowser square. All right. So if you land in the Bowser square, right, and then you drop down and Bowser terrorizes you, one of the one of the possible outcomes is that you get 100 stars. Whoa. I would so you want to see it happen. You, you, I, you choose violence. You know, I was so close to seeing it. Someone almost landed. <laughs> Someone almost got the 100 stars. Because I'm just like, are you really going to get 100 stars? Is the game actually... Because, like, you don't be really fucked up. Is if you get that, you get 100 stars. 
And then the game continues. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. just miserable for yes. the rest of the turn, or, knowing that there's no possible way that they actually, can Actually, or you can land on that shit that happened to Kenny, and it, revert, it gives all stars <laughs> to another person. That yeah. would be wild. Could yeah. you imagine you get the 100 stars, oh, and then you lose man. that game? Like, do you want to hear? Well, oh, well how about this? In the first game we played, the first, like, five turns, I literally didn't move on the board. I kept, like, moving two squares and then getting pushed back on Spaceland. And so everybody's just way ahead of me. Mm. So I ended up getting pushed all the way back. Because I was winning mini games. I had a lot of coins. So I ended up, because of the, the Thwomp cars, got pushed, like, back on the back of the board. But it made it so I could pass Boo. So I was able to pay 50 coins to steal a star. And That's so, I, so fucked up. <laughs> so I stole a star using 50 coins. And then I landed on a Bowser square. And then the Bowser square was Bowser Revolution, which is Bowser Communism. And yes, it, it makes it so that all the coins in play get pulled together and then spread equally. So I was at like, so I ended up stealing a star. I was at zero coins. And then I got Bowser Revolution to go up to like 80 coins. I was like, hell yeah. yeah. That was some ignorant shit. <laughs> I was Hold like, Yo, you already own the game. Like, you don't need this kind of luck. Like, that was some bullshit. You know what's actually hilarious is that they also called Bowser Revolution Bowser Communism. <laughs> <laughs> we literally refer to it as that every single time. <laughs> yeah, that, the, uh, but Mario Party, the new one, is so fun. I cannot recommend it enough. It's very entry-level. You can actually bring it to like a family gathering with a bunch of people who really don't play video games like that, and they will be able to play the game and actually have fun. hate each other at the end of it. So That's I had that fear before we started. I was... because. um we talk about like one of the banned games for me. Like if I'm ever around, I pretty much ban Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I just that I've seen that game degenerate into actual mm. fist fights. It also I've seen takes people, too long, dude. That game is like a seven hour game. It is, and and no one can agree on the fucking rules. Yeah. And so in the middle of the game, people start trying to do shit that you can't do, or like you might be able to do somewhere else, but not in this house. And it becomes this whole thing where people get really aggressive. And they tend to lose friends or fight. I've seen it happen at least three times in my life. So I just, I just banned that shit. Like I, we do not play Monopoly around here. We like, we do not do that here. Like we, we are very like an anti-Monopoly. So I, I was scared with Mario Party for a second because someone kind of alluded to it being like Monopoly, and I was like, no way. Like it can't be that bad. But yeah, I think, I think yeah. it's a bad rap, man. I think, I just think it gets a bad rap. I just think it's a fun game and you have to not take it too seriously is the yeah thing. like you gotta know like it's a board game you're rolling dice yes. there's luck involved bad things the best can part, happen but yes yeah. bad things can happen and the best part is that it's all automated right so with monopoly like i said there's made up rules and all types of, i've seen people literally be like all right why well, quit and they just give all their shit to someone else sitting down i'm like that's you not, can't do that like that's not okay like what the fuck like all right i'm just gonna because like let's say i was winning but you don't want me to win. So you're like, I quit. I give all my assets to like Gary. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like that yeah, doesn't yeah. work like that. Like that's so like, like people will, like sell all their assets for a dollar. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I hate stuff like that. Um, and there's all these like house rules, monopoly and all, it's just a lot. So I never, I never enjoyed it ever since I was like a young teenager. It was just, it never seemed to go one. It takes too long. Like you said. And then two, it always just degenerates into like nonsense. Like, it just yeah. becomes nonsense over time. But Mario party doesn't. Yeah, so. No, it just evolves into absolute chaos. That's all. yeah, it evolves into chaos for sure. But it's all it's all good because like everyone gets fucked and everyone get gets to come up at some point. That's true. The other thing that's cool about Marvel Party is that it is a game of luck, but I think they do a good job at like fifty percent of the time, maybe like like forty percent of the time, you do get to use skill because yes. not all the mini games, but a good bit of the mini games are you 
using some like some sort of skill set. And even outside of the mini games, so I agree with you on that. Like the mini games definitely use a skill set. So gamers naturally excel in this, which is why we were all pretty even. Like overall, when it came to winning mini games, like especially me and Kenny, like we I think we won the most both games. We did. We did. Like four. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you and I won the most mini games, and you know that like that comes with just like hand-eye coordination, being a gamer for so long, playing a lot, all that stuff. But then on top of that, the other thing that's understated is decision making. There is a good amount of decision making, and luckily for us, like we were playing with Kenny, who owns the game, and obviously he wants to win too. But he did coach us through some of the moves that we might not have saw as obvious because like he's played before, he might know the board or might know what's going to happen. So he was able to like tell us. Like, yo, you probably want to do this because next turn, like, the star is guaranteed for you here. Or, like, if you do this, the sign's going to switch after this turn. So, like, you actually won't be able to go for it like you think you will. And, you yeah, like, yeah. things that you might overlook because you haven't played it before. Um, yeah. if you're like, playing I want to win, like, but I don't want to win because, oh, I, I didn't tell them the rules. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I want. Like, I want to like, imagine fun more than anything. Yeah, imagine I think I'm going for the star and then my character goes left and I wanted to go right. And I'm like, oh, shit, the sign switch. I didn't realize how that worked. And then all that and does like, is oh, yep. so that you have less fun because you're like, oh, yep. man. But if instead yeah. I'm like, hey, Frazier, the sign's going to switch and I tell you ahead of time, you're like, oh, OK. And then yeah, that, hap- that literally happened. Yeah, that literally happened. Literally, I thought I was going to get the star. It was like two spaces away from me, but then he was like, the sign's going to switch. So you actually won't be able to go. So then I had to use an item that makes it where I essentially I don't move. Yeah. And uh, it was really broken. So the game is extremely fun. Um, I do recommend it. It was one of the best parts of the holiday like week. Like, I, you know, my birthday was Thanksgiving Day. Celebrated that with family. Had a lot of fun. I actually wish that I had played Mario Party before then because I might have actually. Family, yeah. yeah, I might have actually played with my family while we were drinking, which would have been really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, like drinking the Mario Party, I can just imagine that probably is a bad thing, but I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> like every everyone who loses the minigame has to like take a shot, or maybe yeah. everyone, who, every person who, maybe every one or team that wins has, has to take, to a, take shot. a shot. That way you get you get worse at it over time theoretically. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's how you get a Joy-Con flung into your TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember like those old like Wii diagrams, why... but like don't swing and hit your yeah. Mother, that's why like, you got to be Wii like mode. me. Because uh, I brought Mario Party to my family's house for Thanksgiving as well, because I planned on playing with my family, and I, I did. I didn't get to play with many people, but I think on Christmas I'm going to get to play with more. But I brought four GameCube controllers specifically. I was like, y'all are playing with regular old wired controllers. Yeah. And I can trust that GameCube controller. Like, I wouldn't let my cousin use my pro controller, even though my cousin is an adult. He, I just wouldn't let him use my pro controller, because I feel like I just wouldn't tr- my, I trust the GameCube controller that it won't fucking break or mess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they'll be able to use it. I don't really got to worry about... Even if they throw the controller, which I wouldn't want them to do, I'm not really worried about the GameCube controller broken. Like, that that shit is so tough. Like, my half my GameCube controllers I've had for 10 years now, and they still work perfectly fine. Yeah, it'll just break whatever it hits. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah, I... I agree. Like, you have to be careful if you're going to be using anything that can be flung. Uh, definitely if you're going to be drinking. But I do think that this will probably make a fantastic drinking game. We should probably do that at some point. I'm like, down. all of us. I'm down. Yeah. Even if it's just wine. Because, like, now I'm my older age. I mostly drink wine. I'm not really big on, like, vodka and shit like that. I don't really care for doing shots of vodka. That shit is nasty to me now. Oh, yeah. he's a distinguished bitch now. I've never okay. been. I am. Fancy. <laughs> I've never really been a drinker at all. But. Yeah. For the sake of just like hanging out with a bunch of friends and playing Mario Party, like I, you know, I would party yeah, and whatever the, the drink of choice is. Yeah, and wine won't get you like absolutely fucking ruined. You know what I mean? Like it, 
Yeah. You, like most wines, they are very mild as far as like what it actually does to you, you know, mentally and physically and stuff. I know some houses will fucking play Mario Party and take shots of Everclear or some crazy shit. Yeah, like that's just too, that is too much. <laughs> like that's a house of, of eighteen year olds. Like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, a house of kids. Everclear, Jesus. Wait, I actually will. You trying to have a bad time? Drink some Everclear. Do that. <laughs> I actually will never do that uh, because. You know, my good friend Steve Silverman, when we were younger, uh, he decided to take a shot of Everclear on camera. And this video is probably somewhere. He probably still has it. Someone has it. He took a shot of Everclear and he threw up in, fi- in less than five minutes. My, my. Like he sat there dry heaving and just like, I think I'm going to throw up. And we were just staring at him. And eventually he just fucking vomited. It's crazy because people do take shots of it. And I think it says on the bottle that you're not supposed to drink it. Like you're supposed to mix it. Like you can drink yeah. it, but you need to mix it with something. Yeah. You're not supposed to just drink it straight. Like Usually when I drink Everclear, and this has been, I haven't drank Everclear whew, in a long time. But when I have drank it, it was always made in jungle juice. So mm. you're taking a whole thing of pineapple juice, a whole thing of orange juice, a whole thing of fruit punch, and just a bunch of other actual sugary drinks. And then you're just dumping Everclear into it, and then it mix it up. You barely taste the alcohol at that point, but it gets you really fucked up, obviously, because it's still Everclear in there. So no matter how much you don't taste it, it's in there. And uh, that has led to some interesting nights. But yeah. Oh, you don't know more? Than, look, I, I did it once. I drank Everclear once, and I'm pretty sure that I fell down some stairs and yeah. woke up in a bathtub. So oh, I didn't know you woke up in a bathtub? That was it. Was Everclear's and was incredible hogs. Oh man! Oh my god! It woke up in a bathtub and the pub was literally filled with ice. And he had like a like black mark (laughs) circle around like where his spleen is. The tub was not filled with ice. The tub was not filled with ice. But I was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City at the time, and one of the radio stations does warn about waking up in a bathtub full of ice. So I was a little, I was a little scared. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, oh dude, my god! Speaking of waking up, while we were all hanging out over the the like when we were playing Mario Party that night, at one point we were all talking about Squid Game. So we're there, sitting there talking about Squid Game, and our one friend, the host, basically he's he's taking a nap, sleeping on his bed. And it's like, uh, uh, what are those rooms called? I don't know fuck it, but it's all one room. We're in the same room that he's sleeping in. Yeah, and, it's a big oh, apartment, yeah. but like his bed is like visible in the apartment. Like there's no door to his, uh, like where his bed is. So yeah. he's oh, literally in this gigantic concept. room. Yes, it. it's like a very open concept, very new and modern. Like the apartment's really nice, but it does, like his bed is literally there. We could like turn, like we turn our back and we could see him. Yeah. So we're, so there, he's sleeping he's behind sleeping, us. Yeah. And we're talking about Squid Game and spoilers, but. Toward the end of Squid Game, there's a part where, you know, they all eat the steak dinner and then some of them take the knife and they're in the room and it's just like three people. And we're talking about how that works. Like, you know, what would happen if Rachel was like, yeah, like imagine it was me, Kenny, and some random guy. The guy that goes to sleep first is just dead. Like we just kill him. And he's like, the guy that goes to sleep first is just dead. So as we're talking about this and Fraser saying those exact words, our friend like groggily wakes up and he goes, what the fuck are you guys talking about? He was scared. (laughs) Like, that's all he heard. How scary that is. He heard us literally all in agreement talking about like whoever goes to sleep first has to die, and all of us were kind of agreeing with that logic. Like, yeah, like they have to die. Like if you're if you're asleep first, you just die. And then he wakes up. He's like, "What the fuck are y'all talking about?" <laughs> and you know, I understand because I don't put any of you above doing that. So See? Oh, I get it. That was that part was hilarious because it was just like, damn, you're you're legitimately scared, and I feel like your internal like clock woke you up like danger. <laughs> <laughs> his spider, his spider sense. 
His fucking spider sense activated. Yo, Speaking he didn't of go spider back to sense, sleep either, by the way. He did. He never <laughs> he went back to sleep. He, he actually was like, I guess stayed we're up. up talking now. Mind you, we stayed up. So that that conversation happened probably around like 4 a.m., something like that. And we stayed up until well, I got I left at around 12 p.m., 1 o'clock. So he stayed up for several hours after that. After the whole kill he was you. like, I'm not, I'm not getting squid gamed. Nah. <laughs> catch, catch the right one. Yeah, but no. Uh, speaking speaking of Spider Sense, uh, so as you all know, Spider Man uh, No Way Home is coming out this month. is officially December. So if you haven't already, you know, change your social medias to a Pokemon picture, and then make sure you try to get tickets for Spider Man because those shit sold out so fast this week. They the tickets went on sale. Uh, Kenny and I fortunately did get tickets to a showing. So we will. What we will be doing is that weekend that it comes out, we will be going to see the movie, and then on that Sunday, we will be recording the podcast directly on it. Uh, but I've seen stories and articles posted about the tickets reselling online for as much as twenty five thousand dollars a ticket. Jesus, and you haven't I seen that? No, Dude, it's such a weird. It's such a weird thing to scalp. It's yeah. such a weird thing because I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna buy your ticket in Minnesota. Or I don't live. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's, it's very weird, and I I don't know how successful people are who scalp movie theater tickets. Like I don't know. Yeah, if any, like, like how successful can you really be in that? Look, because I, I saw Endgame it. when it first came out. I could see you if there's like really no seats. I could see you being able to scalp it for like double price, right? At, at the movie theater, yes. Like yeah. I could see, I could see like if like, like imagine if imagine if we lived in the Stone Ages and to buy a movie ticket, you still had to go to a, a concession stand or whatever, yeah. stand in line, buy a ticket, and then you could turn around and be like, "Hey, I don't really want this ticket. Who wants to pay me fifty bucks?" And then like obviously somebody will step out and they'll be like fifty, be like seventy five, a hundred, and it's like okay, I could oh. see that happening. Yeah, I could see okay. that shit going down in person. Like if Endgame, everyone wants to see Endgame the day, like day one. You know what I mean? Like Avengers yeah. Endgame. No one wants to be the guy who doesn't know how Endgame ends or gets spoiled on that shit. So you want to see it. I could see that being a big deal. Um, but I can't imagine like buying it, buying a ticket online because we all can just buy them online. And then like, what do you put it on eBay and be like, I'll, I'll eBay you the code or the the uh, QR code or what? I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. But yeah, ticket selling for twenty five k. I don't. I don't think a ticket actually sold for twenty five k unless some like millionaire just literally wanted to style on people and be like, "I bought a ticket to Spider Man." Yeah, but like the person that can afford that ticket can just build their own movie theater. Yeah, like you probably just have a fucking. You probably went to like the early release of the movie anyway. If you have twenty five k to spend on a ticket, like I don't know, it's very weird. But yeah, I can't wait for this movie. And also, The Matrix is coming out this month as well. So. Uh, I think we're going to do well, not think we are going to do an episode on the matrix. Cause I'm a big fan of the matrix and I think Kenny also enjoys the matrix, but he hasn't seen it in a long time. So he's going to like rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, rem- from what I remember, I, you know, the very first matrix movie I liked a lot. Actually, the first time I saw the first matrix movie was in Portugal, uh, back when I was oh, wow. younger. Cause when I was younger, I used to go to Portugal every summer. Wasn't it Portuguese? No. So it was in English and it had Portuguese subtitles at the bottom. Okay. Something that's interesting uh, when I was in Portugal, there was a lot of shows that they would show um, in English on like normal channels. It wouldn't be like you had to go to the English channel. Like regular yeah. channels would have a lot of shows that were just in English. And they would have Portuguese subtitles. It was fairly normal. So like a lot of American media just played on normal television in Portugal, which I thought was interesting. Um, I remember watching the Power Rangers and uh, I think Dragon Ball Z at one point came on and even DBZ came on in English and it had... Portuguese subtitles at the bottom, but that's that's the first time I saw The Matrix was in Portugal. 
Uh, and then I've seen The Matrix 2, and I want to say I saw The Matrix 3 at some point, but I don't remember it at all. So I'll probably have to rewatch them. Uh, I don't, I'm not really excited for the new one, so I don't think I'll be seeing it day one. And I don't super care about spoilers, so like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll probably still talk about it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not too crazy. Like, Matrix, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume there's going to be a plot twist because we saw like Trinities in it and all that other stuff, but uh definitely seeing those two movies this this month can't wait for either one of them i'm really excited for spider-man i was a big spider-man fan growing up and so i'm interested to see how that's going to look with you know now tom holland on his i guess this is the third one like this is the end of the first trilogy for spider-man yeah uh they also confirmed something i i hate this but they confirmed that there's another spider-man trilogy that tom holland will be starring in uh after this which is kind of like i talked to kenny about this it's kind of like a spoiler in a way because it confirms at the very least like you know no matter what happens in this movie like well tom holland's gonna live right like you know everything's gonna be pretty well for him if he's gonna do three more movies like a new trilogy yeah so at any point in this no way home movie if he's in danger if he's about to die if anything crazy is about to happen you either know a uh he's just gonna get out of it or b the time stone dr strange is gonna reverse time or something and bring him back or something like that but just knowing that there's three more movies after this is kind of annoying i wish they didn't tell that information until after this movie was like you know let it be like a month old and then confirm that so everyone has already seen it you know how it ended and yeah yeah Sometimes companies just confirm things way too early, um, and I don't oh, yeah. really understand why. Like they, I, I get that there's certain quarterly quotas they got to make, and they want to make certain announcements for certain investments or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I, a lot. I just feel like that's so yeah, early. probably stocks or something. You know, everything is monetarily driven. So yeah, the other thing that's annoying though is like so. One of the ones that I, I brought up to Kenny's attention, like the Halloween movies, I love them. The Michael Myers movies, uh, and they rebooted it in the last like three years or so. So there's two of them out now. Well, after the first movie, they confirmed that it's a trilogy. So when I went to see the second movie, which came out this Halloween, like this year, the whole time I'm watching, it, I was like, no matter what I see in this movie, I know that he's going to survive and there's going to be another one. So yeah. like, I knew that Jamie Lee Curtis would also survive. You know what I mean? Like it, she won't, if she does die ever, it'll be at the end of the trilogy. Cause she's obviously well, not, you die. already know she's not going to die. Cause she's the final girl. Yeah. So, so it's really, it's really kind of annoying to just know like, Oh, well this movie is not going to be the end. Like this middle one, like it's kind of, it's almost pointless. <laughs> it's, all, yeah. it's all, like, when you know there's a trilogy, it's, just, it's hard to watch the middle one. And you're like, I just got to wait for the next one, I guess. And then I'll watch. Yeah. It. So I hate that they confirmed that early, but yeah. So there's three more Spider-Man movies coming out that will star Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So he will be fine no matter what happens to him and do with that what you will. Uh, but that's not going to stop us from enjoying the movie. You know, if it's oh, good, no, I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter. Yeah, see, I'm not going to see it until, I mean, I don't know. I'll see it when I see it. Disney I guess plus? Really, honest, no, I'm not going to wait that long. Okay. You're not going to wait that long. I don't think it'll come to Disney plus though. Cause Spider-Man's still owned by Sony. Oh, are the spider oh, the Spider-Man movies are not Spider-Man on Disney Yeah, Plus. they're not. They're not on Disney Plus. Oh, shit. I didn't even At notice that. Not yet. I think they will be eventually, but they're not Maybe, now. Because that's the... Like, Sony... That's why... Yo, Sony's clinging on to Spider-Man yeah, for so, dear life. That's the Sony only thing they got clinging. right now. They're like, this is ours. Like, we, we you know dropped what? the ball and all the other Marvel shit, but we, we still own Spider-Man. That makes sense why the Marvel the MCU's face was Iron Man and not Spider-Man. Yep. I never understood how cuz you know the MCU used to be Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man was the the leader of the yep. MCU. And over the course of the last like 10 years or so, like Iron Man is very clearly like the hero. He's the biggest on every poster 
on all the movies that have come out. Like he's clearly the face of Marvel now. And I was like, how the fuck did that happen? Like no one really knew Iron Man like that before the MCU. You know what I mean? Like we didn't grow up really. Like I did see the Iron Man cartoon, but it wasn't nearly as big as the Spider Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man so, became the because face. at the end of the first movie, he was like. I'm Tony Stark and I'm Iron Man and they they ran honestly it was I thought it was like oh shit when I remember when I first saw the first Iron Man movie and he said that at the end I was like oh what yeah I was like yeah. secret identity what's that and then and then I actually just none of them actually have secret identities I like realized so I watched like the first two episodes of Hawkeye uh yesterday or something that like that I haven't seen it either yet. And I'm just like, bro, like people are just like, hey, you're Hawkeye. Hey, you're Hawkeye. And yeah. I'm just like, I mean, damn, what's fair, a secret identity? <laughs> never wears the mask. And thank yeah, God. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. The yeah. Hawkeye costumes horrible. But like just actually all of them, everyone. Yeah, no, you're right. All are. Tom and, Holland like, is the only one that had a secret identity. And this whole movie is about him losing that. Yeah. Or like losing the fact that people know that he's Spider-Man because he, he doesn't want to be like the rest of those fucking adventurers. He's like, don't make me one of them. Not at all. The one thing that I'm a little, um, I mean, I guess I have to see how no way home, uh, pans out. Right. But I'm a little, I'm a little upset that like this, this Spider-Man, uh, franchise series of movies with Tom Holland don't have a Spider-Man two movie, you know? Cause like Spider-Man two, like from the Sam Raimi trilogy was like, it was like the Spider-Man movie where he was Spider-Man, like a pretty, like not a green Spider-Man. He was like a pretty, like, uh, he was like a pretty, uh, veteran Spider-Man in New York city. And we haven't gotten that with Tom Holland yet. Like he's either been like a fresh Spider-Man or he's in Europe. Yeah, he was in Europe and for the second one. He hasn't really been your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in his friendly neighborhood yet. That, and I won't that's yeah, that's actually true. Either. You're right about that. I didn't I didn't think about that, but the middle movie for for any kind of nerdy genre typically goes first movie is introduction to the character right the second one is where they get to be kind of broken because they're that character the entire movie so i always think about the second matrix like he's the one from the beginning of the matrix um or the matrix reloaded so when you're watching the second matrix movie neo is insane like the very first he gets into a fight in the first scene and he dogs the, the uh the agents like he just beats the shit out of them and it looks really cool it's well choreographed he's super powerful he knows he's god and he's not a, he's not fearful at any point. They don't really hit him. I don't think at any point he's just like ODing on them. And that's like such a good opening because the first movie opening is like him walking around as a hacker, as a regular as human. Yeah. And you have to watch you have to watch all of that, which is you know it's important that you see how he came to be. But it's also really cool to get to see a character reach their potential and fucking OD on the bad guys. Um, I love that. So I agree. Like seeing seeing Tom Holland just in New York, being your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, they'll probably do that in the second trilogy. Which okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like all the I like all of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. I like I liked Homecoming and and uh No Wait uh, Far From Home. Home. Um, far from Home was crazy in theaters. It was a good movie. Like it was Yo. a good movie. I just I just wanna like like I was I was happy to see him and Mary J at the end and you know, like they were in New York City. Yeah. Because you know, I, I man i'll never forget i think this is still the most impactful sound design i've ever i'm not i'm not one of those like artsy fartsy people but the sound design is so insane on far from home when mysterio reveals himself the first time and he puts like peter parker in that genjutsu thing 
Oh my God. I don't know if you guys were in theaters when you saw that, but the sound that like it surrounds you and it's like he gets, you know, he gets really loud, like uh, Mysterio, he gets extremely loud at points and then he gets like his voice like keeps on changing and like you can feel it around you. That shit, I saw the movie in like Dolby Atmos, IMAX, whatever the highest thing is. So the sound was literally moving around my head and it was so loud for that one part. That part by itself is one of the best things in the entire MCU to me. Like just the part where Mysterio uses all of the, the machines to do that Genjutsu. I thought that shit was crazy. Shit I mean, was I, sick. I didn't I, even honestly, see it in theaters, but I need to get I was, a surround sound system. I was just happy that Mysterio was in a movie because Mysterio is probably my favorite member of the Sinister Six. Yeah, I do think I love Mysterio is a good wrestler. <laughs> all right, well, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I used to watch the cartoon growing up, I always thought that he was cool as shit, even though he had like the weird like fishbowl helmet. I still thought he was cool with the illusions and stuff. So seeing yeah. him in a movie, like the fact that he got a movie is it's really great. Cool. It's great. Yeah. It's really I mean, cool. but you know, they did also in uh the the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's, they they did make Electro into Anel from One Piece. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. No, the first time I saw that, he went into like he like electrified himself into the into the socket. I was like, "Oh shit, Anel!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah. Peter Parker can't beat Anel." <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that, that's just a bit much. Um, and it looks like in the uh, No Way Home trailer, Electro looks like he is way more powerful. I don't know if this has been confirmed. A lot of people have speculated, and it looks like it is true from the trailers at least. But uh. It looks like the Sinister Six has like acquired Stark technology because there's a scene where you see Doc Ock's normal arms from Spider-Man 2, like he has the normal octopus arms, and then you see them with like it literally looks like Stark fusion stuff with it. Like it, they're yeah. fused with like Stark parts. So maybe they found Stark, they broke into his labs and they like stole stuff and they got stronger. But uh that's gonna pose a really big problem, obviously. For Tom Holland, who's also like using stock technology and probably not the best. <laughs> Here's so. the question: Do you guys think that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to show? Yes, up? they have yes. to, man. If they don't, it's going to be because I, I don't know how. So here's the thing: How the fuck does Peter Parker? Does just Tom Holland yeah. deal with all of them? Like At once. there's so many of them. There's even a scene where three of them are together, like Sandman, the uh, Lizard Man. And I forget who else, but there's literally three villains on screen. And people speculate that Marvel did that thing that they often do where the trailer is misleading because you see Spider-Man jump at all three of them. But people actually think that Tom, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in that scene. And they're all like the three of them are jumping at the three villains. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can see it going either way. I can, I can see it being like, I mean, I hope that they're all in the movie. And if they don't do the point at each other meme, it's going to be a missed opportunity. Yes. But, uh, but I could also just see see it not. Yeah. I mean, getting all three of them obviously is like going to take a ton of budget. But I don't know. I, I The way they're setting it up, I feel like they have to be. I feel it. like they have to be in it because they brought back every other villain and their actors. Yeah, it's, the, like, it's they their actors is the thing. Right? They didn't yeah. recast. They didn't recast like Electro. Like Jamie Foxx is still in. Like he's in this movie. Like the guy who plays Doc, like, I don't know his name, but he's also in the movie. Like all of them are actually in William Defoe. All of them are back. And I think that that to me is a clear indication that the other Spider-Man should be in the yeah. movie. Also, I'll be honest, and this is a little shady. But uh, <laughs> the other Spider-Men, their careers aren't doing the best. So if opportunity's on the table, they got to take it. 
Yeah. I think Andrew Garfield's doing also, okay. He's, he's, uh... Also, um, I think the simple fact that in one of the trailers, Doc Ock says, like, you're not Peter Parker. That, like, goes to say that, like, that Doc Ock remembers what his Peter Parker looks like. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that he yeah. blatantly says, you're not Peter Parker, is yeah. almost, like, confirming that there was another Peter Parker and he looked different, and so that's going to be the Tobey Maguire one. I, yeah. I just feel like they've got to be in it. I, I mean, did see... I think it might be the best Spider-Man movie if all three of them are in it. Yeah. And it is it's even going to be a really good one or it's going to be awful. And that's that's the reality of it. I told everyone, like, it's either going to be really good or it's going to be way too much happening. And that will just lead to it being like, you remember Spider-Man 3 just had yep. way too yeah, much. I feel like because they already did that, though, they're like, they okay, know the pitfalls. Spider-Man 3. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah they, they, they do know the pitfalls of like doing too much, but you have six villains, three Spider-Men and Doctor Strange. <laughs> this movie's going to be fucking so action packed. It's going to be like, like Endgame or Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, Endgame and Infinity War. How many heroes and villains does that movie have? Yeah, it's going to be so crazy. <laughs> I'm ready for it. The good thing is, and I, I like that you guys said that Infinity War and Endgame because those movies are really fucking good and they do have a ton of heroes and actors and all types of shit, right? And villains. Um, what's cool about it is that those movies were done well and this movie is after that. Yep. So Marvel has the experience of how to correctly direct a film that has a lot of moving pieces and a lot of important pieces. Like you literally had Hawkeye and uh, Black Widow going to get the Soul Stone, and like that's a whole arc, like right, like that's a whole, like that's a whole thing by itself. And then the, the, you know the rest of them to go into New York because there's like three stones in New York at one time, and that's a whole arc. And then you have like Iron Man meeting his dad from the past. So it is really cool that even though a lot of heroes are in the movie, and then you have like villains and stuff, um, there's a lot of moving pieces, but somehow it still all just worked like really well. Yeah, they um. Marvel's only gotten better, honestly. Like we've we've said a bunch of times, but uh, most of their movies are bad. But most of their movies are old, right? Like as it's gone on, their movies have gotten better. Like every movie before Winter Soldier is just not really a good movie. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and then Winter Soldier's really good, and then after Winter Soldier, you you start to get movies that are actually good. You still have some bad ones, but you start to get movies that are actually good after Winter yeah. Soldier, and it just gets better. Like Infinity War and Game are like some of the best they've done. We talked about Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. That movie's, I think, really fucking good. And then the yep. Marvel shows have all been good. I haven't seen Hawkeye yet. Marvel shows have all been good. They've they've been consistently doing well. And they've they seem like their their median seems to be trending higher. Like if they're they're not really making things as bad as Thor or or, or <laughs> Wasp anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The movies have generally gotten better. And it's it's interesting to me because some of the best ones are the heroes that are not that well known. Yeah. Like we grew up, you know, Spider Man, Iron Man to some degree, the Hulk. Like I knew all of them. I was all of the all of the original Avengers, I'm familiar with literally every single one of them. Yep. But then we start getting to like Black Panther. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really know Black Panther before I saw the Marvel movie. Like I didn't really know anything about Wakanda or any of that shit. But like when you know, that movie was a side character to me and probably to a lot of people, honestly, like I don't really, I don't think there was a black Panther cartoon that I saw. Um, that was a cartoon. Was there? It was, it was all right. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't remember that. And, and if, I mean, I probably just never watched it. Um, and I don't know, I don't know many people who talked about it. Cause like usually with my group of friends, like we're all nerds, we all watch pretty much the same thing. Like we like something we tell each other, but I didn't, I don't recall like some of these, like Shang-Chi. I have no idea who that was before I saw that movie. Like I had no idea. Right. 
Just I like how it. nobody knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. Like, me and Kenny barely knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. I didn't know who were. they were we only, at all. We only knew who they were because – at least I only knew who they were because they showed up in uh, that one Spider-Man cartoon. Okay. And then I looked into them and I was like, oh, okay. They seem all right. And then they were getting a movie and I was like, what? <laughs> and then yeah. that was one of the highest grossing movies and I was it, like, It what? was. And that that those movies like the Guardians of the Galaxy again side characters like I had no idea who they were before they were brought into the MCU. They I, I couldn't tell you a single one before that. So, I were all main players. Like I definitely the only reason why I knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy is because I want to say on Disney there was a Spider Man cartoon called Ultimate Spider Man, and I was got that in, it? I got introduced to them in there. It was like I got introduced to the Nova Corps and the Guardians through that random Spider Man cartoon. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Also, the Eternals, another group of people who I knew nothing oh, about. Yeah, I, I can't, can't wait to see that. see that movie, man. I'm excited yeah. to watch it. I, just I really, really liked it. I'll stand by that. I'll die on that hill. I think the Eternals was actually a good movie, especially because I don't know. Maybe it's just my taste in movies in general, but it's a definitely a darker tone. I do like the the person who directed it. I forget her exact name, but uh, she's really, really good at creating like. Not going all Christopher Nolan on it, you know what I mean? Like how the Batman movies are all like, oh, dark brooding and just super, like DC movies are always trying to be edgy. Um, it's not that. It still has the, mar- like you can tell it's a Marvel movie. It still has the comedy and everything in it and like that part. But it, it the pacing is so good and I just think it's really good for characters who, who, at least I didn't, I didn't know any of them. I didn't know a single one. I recognize all the actors because they're mostly Game of Thrones people. But like outside of that, I didn't know anything about them, and I found a story very... It's an origin story, but it's also extremely interesting to me, and origin stories often are not, so I don't know. I, I think Eternals is also very good, and like like this just supports the point that we're saying about how like the Marvel movies have been getting better over time, and not, not worse, so mm-hmm. No Way Home is probably going to be a fucking knockout. Like They're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, also, no- apparently, the Eternals has a lot of eye candy, so I guess I gotta see that. It does. It has uh, John Stark... And Rob Stark are both main, like, pretty main character. Well, Rob Stark is literally the main character. Like, that actor is the actual, he would be, like, the main character. Um, so, both of them are in it. Kid Harrington, and I forget the other guy's name. And, you know, you also have... Candy. You mean, like, rock candy. <laughs> you also have... Yeah, I like that. And then, and then Angelina Jolie is in it. Um, you know, she's gorgeous. Always has been, so... There's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of good, uh, good-looking people. It's like all the Eternals, but I think about it, all of them are good-looking. When I like, they don't think. I wonder if that's like oh, a thing. They live forever, so you know, yeah, like never aging. I imagine if you live forever, you like you you figure out you you figure it out. You know? Yeah, you you, you get it look. together. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Eternals is pretty good. Um, the Spider-Man movies have been pretty good. So you guys said that the Spider-Man movies are still like those are Sony movies. Yeah. So so Sony. I mean, yeah. The Spider-Man live action... So, Sony still owns the rights to live action Spider-Man movies. So, that's why the Spider-Man movies aren't on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, Marvel still is allowed to incorporate him into the MCU, but they, like, they're they, licensing it they from... They need Sony's permission. Okay. So, anything to do with Spider-Man, they need Sony. That's, that's annoying. Yeah. And they, they probably, honestly, like, cut a contract with them because... Sony doesn't know how to make a good movie, so <laughs> so they were like, "MCU, help us, please, yeah. so that yeah. we can make some money off of this license that we are clinging on to for dear yeah. life." But they're not letting go of it because it's still really profitable. So early, I mean, as Spider Man, like, really yeah. early on, like super quick cliff notes of the history, Marvel sold the rights of 
you know, a lot of their Marvel characters from movies. They sold the rights of X-Men and Spider-Man, for example, to Sony. Um, this is before, like, the Marvel Studios existed in terms of yeah. movie making. So that's how Sony ended up with the rights for Spider-Man and X-Men, and Marvel ended up being able to get a lot of money from that. And if I if I remember the story correctly, they were able to use that capital to then make that first Iron Man movie. And then from mm. there, they would actually create Marvel Studios. But by the time Marvel became... Marvel Studios became super successful, they they did they no longer owned the rights to Spider-Man as a right. property. So they had to sell a part of their soul in order to live and then prosper. And then now that they're prosperous, they're like, okay, we need that back. <laughs> yeah. But Damn. Success. Right? Spider-Man and Storm were the price. Yeah, that's interesting though, because like <laughs> would you pay that's the iron price. Like you gotta pay the iron price. Cause losing Spider-Man is fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I gotta I gotta say it, it's probably in the long run, it's probably better that that happened. Because yes, without 100%. that, without that, we wouldn't have the infamous line, do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? <laughs> oh god. Yo, that line is that line, iconic. I don't oh care what anyone says. Holly Berry. It is iconically bad. I the love same that line thing of death. That happens to everything else. Bro, <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, I was in there. I was like, ooh. I was like, what does happen for me? The same thing that happens to everything else. I was so oh let god. down. I was oh. so let down. Oh <laughs> my god. Yo, the way you just perked up, I perked up the same way when she said that shit i went to go see that movie with my dad my dad took me and my best friend to the movie theater to see that shit when i was like a child and i'll never forget literally when she said that like her eyes were all lighting up and the storm was developing in the background it's all like it's a super hype moment and also the toe his tongue is like wrapped around a railing and he's being blown away in the waters by like the oceans behind him or whatever and uh it's just a really epic scene and when she says that line i like definitely got it in my seat like ooh. Like what? What's about to happen? And then it's just, it's just, it's Same nothing. Thing that happens to everything else, and I was like, "Well, no shit." Like, oh <laughs> my god, that one is so fucking bad. Oh man, that was uh, great. I wonder, I wonder how Holly Berry feels about that line. Like, if, if I, oh, if I had, if I like ever ran into her and I had one time, I'd that's the one ask question. One question, I'd be like, "So, do you know what happens to a toad when it's?" <laughs> 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 Holly Berry may be the shit, but she's in a lot of bad movies. I feel. Oh like. my god, yeah. she oh really is like for as, for as respected god. as she is. Why is she in so many bad movies? Yo, or, or if she's in a good movie, she's like always cracked the fuck out. Yes, okay, cracked the fuck out. And I'm like, yo, oh, there there is a new Netflix movie called Bruised. That and she's is cracked the fuck out, or at least she looks like she's she. Cracked out. She no, she is. She's yes, she's cracked the fuck out. And she's terrible. The movie is god awful. I will give it a a twenty out of a hundred. It's so fucking bad, Kenny. I watched the first. I watched the first twenty minutes of it. About that, people have been telling me to watch that. It's Kenny. When I tell you that, if you watch the first ten minutes, it is every character is reading from a teleprompter. It's awful. Oh my god! It is fucking. Holly Berry's acting is terrible in the movie. Every actor surrounding her is terrible. They're all like fucking Z-list celebrities or something. Or like just fuck. They're just it's awful. It's bad. It's really bad. It's usually not that the movie's bad and she's cracked out. It's usually one or the other. Yes. Well, this one she's cracked out, and the movie is she's a ex UFC wow. fighter. So she's like she was a star UFC fighter, but she got knocked out real bad. That's the premise. So she's trying to like rob the Rousey herself back into the ring. Um <laughs> But like, <laughs> but but she's having a hard time because she has like PTSD from getting knocked the fuck out. 
and it's just a bad movie. It's awful. Man. I turned that shit off. I didn't even make it. I, 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, oh my God. It's not even like bad movie, enjoyable bad. It's just only. No, bad. no, no, no. It's not enjoyable. It's actually just. Um, I do think that if we all were together, like our group of friends, and we drank and watched it, we would laugh at it like a lot because a lot of the scenes are cringe. But it's not just. It's not funny enough not. to watch by yourself. I would not recommend just you watching it to laugh. It's yeah. not. I don't know because me and Kenny thought the same thing about Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, and we both were just like, "Turn it so off." Bad. That said, we were, so. alternatively, on the note of Netflix, I already told, I've already PM'd both of you about this, but I, I just want to say it. The show on Netflix that is relatively new. It's called True Story. It's starring Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Um, incredible. The opposite of what Fraser said about the first ten minutes being so bad. The first ten minutes of that show, I was absolutely hooked like i think all the acting is very fucking well done kevin hart does his role amazing like he it's much more of a serious role although he's still playing the his character in the show is a is a star comedian from philadelphia but his role is much more serious and the story i thought was really enjoyable the acting is really good wesley snipes i haven't seen wesley snipes i feel like in anything in a long time and wesley snipes does a great job Great actor in the movie, and they have a, a bunch of other like named actors in the movie. I mean, not movie, TV show uh, on Netflix, but it's called True Story, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, interesting. Well, maybe I'll watch that too. I do want to watch that show, Arcane. I told you about. Yeah, um, yo, Arcane is the best thing that I've seen. You seen it all? You seen all nine episodes? I've seen all of it. It was the best thing that I've seen. And you know, I was really kind of like, eh, on watching it. I was not excited at all. I don't play what is it, League of Legends? Yeah, I don't play it either. Never played in my life. Um, and I watched I heard you it. Don't need to. First of all, it is. It looks beautiful. Like it is. I like every frame looks like it's been painted. The animation is clean as fuck. And Damn. like any any like effects like water or lightning or clouds or whatever. Like the animation. The only word that I can use to describe the animation is delicious. Like it Damn. is animated like deliciously. As and someone who actually is in that industry, like you, that coming it, from you, this this means a lot. Yeah, and the story's actually pretty good, and the writing's all good. So, yeah, I definitely recommend... Well, we're going to do an episode on Arcane, because I've been telling Kenny about it, because it was trending on Twitter, and it was it was all down my Facebook for, like, a week. And I've been seeing... Because I know it, it ended already. Like, it's nine episodes long. So it's a pretty quick watch, probably. And uh, I just heard all the things that you're saying. Like, it was beautiful. I heard the story was well written. Like, it's just a really good show, and it's yeah, obviously very... Know emotional yeah and i heard obviously it's very nerdy it's league of legends for god's sakes but i also heard that you don't need to know anything about league of legends like i don't really know anything outside that i know one character's name is jinx and that's only because one of my friends amanda lapalm she cosplayed as her like almost 10 years ago now um but literally outside of that i know nothing about league of legends have never played it i might have watched a single game of it in my life or something uh but i heard that you don't need any knowledge of league of legends to really enjoy it i'm sure it amps it but you don't need it. The strength yeah, of the League of Legends IP is pretty crazy with how old the game is now. Like, the game's old now. It's still one of the most popular games in the world. And they're doing a lot. They, they've they made music videos. They created, like, K-pop groups out of League of Legends with music uh, videos. They have, Yeah, and honestly, any of those are, like, sick to look at. Because I saw one, like, a few, like, years ago. The and music videos are insane. Yeah, the music videos aren't pretty... Um, pretty damn. They now have... Uh, this this show on Netflix 
They've, they're coming out with a fighting game within, within the next couple of years. They're growing their IP. League of Legends, it's one of those things where I do think it's that IP is only going to grow. In the next 10, 20 years, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. Like, it for just them. seems like a, a growth IP. Good, good yeah. For- yeah, that sounds good. I, so we'll, we'll definitely do Arcane. For, uh, I know some people are definitely requesting that we do talk about that. It's pretty big. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for that. I love animated shows. We also need to still get back to the Star Wars one. I told Kenny, you got to watch that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Star Wars ones on Disney. At first, I thought you meant like the Star Wars movies. I was like, I don't no, know no, 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 no. I can talk no, 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 no. any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> somehow Palpatine returned. Yeah, I was talking know. shit on Star Wars, man. but no, I did hear from you and I from most yeah, other people. The, the Star, animated ones Star on War- Plus are good. Yeah, the animated because it's every episode is done by a completely different like animation house, and I think that's a really cool idea for a show because they're all anthology. It's an anthology, like it's all of them are anthologies, right? Like it's just every episode is completely different from the last. Uh, the stories don't really like run together, but they're only fifteen minutes long. So it's really easy to watch them. And I thought that some of them were insane. None of them were bad, but some of them were just so far. Like episode one, for example, is one of the top like three episodes easily. It's so good. I mean, animation alone is amazing. I think I've only seen seen the first three. Didn't Dante's Inferno also do that? Like the animated movie, like every like chapter was a different animator or something like that. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, so another thing that's interesting that has been trending online this week is we all love Game of Thrones. Uh, apparently, it was recently come out that George R. R. Martin flew to New York to beg HBO to do ten seasons of the show, um, and not end it where they did, and they obviously declined as we know now. But uh, he tried to save the franchise essentially because he knew that it was nosediving if it ended like the way they did and uh hbo just said no we're we're uh, we're just gonna end it in eight seasons and also make those last two seasons extremely short and basically shit over his work which is one of the one of the problems when you give away creative control to like a big you know hollywood and they just take over and they decide like what they're going to do and how i mean obviously money is a big factor in this so it could also be one of those things where and i try to think about this from the business standpoint why they would want to end a show like that so early? Like, what's the incentive? Because the show was doing phenomenal, right? Like, it's the, it was the biggest show on TV while it was Did airing. The showrunners want to quit? They so part of it was the showrunners were they accepted they, uh, Star Wars? they were going to do Star Wars. Uh, something about that fell through, but at the time they, they accepted. They don't need to direct anything, honestly. They they don't. Uh, so at the time they were going to do Star Wars, and so for them that's a huge opportunity. I mean, imagine going from Game of Thrones to like the other biggest fucking fantasy franchise, you know, so they, they get, they get a star Wars job and they were like, Oh, we're done with game of Thrones. And that was part of the reason. I think the other reason that's probably not talked about as much, uh, is how much. So I know that it cost in those last couple seasons, it was $10 million an episode to just produce an episode of game of Thrones. I think that the thing that starts to happen is renegotiations, Season to season get extremely difficult with the actors because, like, you can never really change Daenerys, right? Like, yeah. season one, she probably was getting pennies. Like, she she probably didn't make a lot of money season one. You imagine, though, in the last season, like, season eight, how much Daenerys, like, character is getting. Amelia Green, I think is her name. Clark. Or, yeah, Clark. Amelia Clark. Can you imagine how much she was getting in season eight of the show yeah. after, like, all the years and renegotiations on her contract? Same thing with, like, Tyrion and the character like Jon Snow, the big the big characters, Sansa, Arya, the ones who are in the show from literally episode one, and they're in the ep- they're all the way up to season eight 
the last episode. Like they're in every single season. Their contracts probably got so outrageous over time, like millions of dollars. Um, I know at one point Cersei, the act, the actress for Cersei was getting paid. Was it a million dollars every episode that she appeared in? It was something ridiculous. Her and Tyrion. Wine. Good for her. Hey, man, yes. I, I want that to be my life. Pay me a million dollars for, you know, a day on set to drink wine. Oh, I yeah. love that. And talk shit. <laughs> that's what, yo, the last season, that's all she did. She She's talk- like, I blew some stuff up. I'm going to drink wine now. And talk shit. That is what she yeah. did. Yeah. I so mean, I, yeah. I'll, there's also maybe a part of it that they wanted to do the Seinfeld. They wanted to go out on top. They were like, well, we're the biggest show. So before we decline, let's just let's just end it. Um, oh, well, that's cowards. now it is. It, you know, it's, it's actually insane that it went from the most talked about, most reviewed, most seen show. Yeah. And t- like in recent television history to everyone's forgotten about it. No one's talking about Game of Thrones. Actually, everyone kind of hates it now yeah and it's that's because the ending i do yeah it's a shame because I, I don't know man like they it could have kept going they could have kept making more money easily um there's been stuff that has come out i don't know if it come out recently or i know i remember reading some of the stuff back in the day but uh I, george R. R. martin started you know season five is where he started to get worried about the show um from what i've read and but that's where they ran out of books right yeah that's and, that's the uh, last one apparently i don't know how true all of this is Apparently he, like David and Dan, have stated that George R. R. Martin told told them the ending and told them who sits on the throne. Apparently George has said that he has not told anybody the ending and he has not told anybody who sits on the throne. Oh wow! Um, so I heard I heard the first one that he told them the ending, so that the ending that we got was the correct ending. It just the way we got there was not correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, the way we got there is all wrong, definitely. Yeah, but I didn't know that it has come out or maybe speculated or rumored that he did not tell them the ending at all and they just made some shit up. Yeah, there's there's a lot of I weird mean, you, stuff happening. You um, could tell that the the showrunners they're really good at they're really good at adaption. They're not good at creating. It's yes. which makes me wonder when did when, when did when did uh George go to HBO and ask them for more seasons? That's so a good question. That? Actually, I don't know. I don't know exactly when it was. Mm. Uh, but I, but the way the way it sound the way it sounded in the article was that this happened during the last two to three seasons. So six, seven, or eight is mm. when this when this happened. Yeah. Um, and th- you know, here's the thing: I would not be surprised if the ending that we got is the correct ending. Right? It's the way we got there that's wrong. The I can believe the ending that Daenerys does descend into madness. She has a fucking dragon and a, and an army that's unbeatable. I can absolutely see because they do make slight allusions to it throughout the show. Like, I'm not going to act like it's completely foreign that she became crazy at the end. It's just a way it happened too fast in the actual show. If it was 10 seasons long, maybe season seven, instead of just like season seven is fucking nuts. And it's just time travel back. They're just traveling, like teleporting from place to place. There's no more traveling anymore in Game of Thrones in season seven and eight. Maybe instead of uh, the show speeding up for season seven. That's the beginning of her descent. Like things start to happen that unravel her over time. Like yep, she loses right. Misande, her best friend who braids her hair, like season seven and then season eight. Like more things start to happen. More things start to happen that kind of uh she loses another dragon, for example. Um, cause yeah, season season seven is where she loses the first dragon. I think that's when the uh fucking ice dude throws that thing. The I the what's he called? The what king? The night, the he night doesn't king. matter. He he didn't matter. So he didn't matter. It, 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 yeah, it like he, they just yeah. were like, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess Arya will one shot him. Yeah, yeah. So the like, entire he killed, point of them was just yeah. 
But I could see, like, you know, season seven, she, like, maybe loses Misande. Season eight, she maybe loses a dragon. And then, like, these things slowly start to... And then she gets betrayed by someone again, like, after she's already been betrayed by Jorah. And it starts to slowly, like, eat at her over time. And then maybe Tyrion might be the final betrayal for his sister and his brother. Because, you know, he loves... He does love them more than anything else. So I could see, like, a slow descent where it's like, holy shit, I've tried to trust people. I've tried to, like do everything in a nice way, but you people are just fucking hopeless. <laughs> like trying to save this world and trying to be kind to people has not worked. And dragons, fire, just what dragon. Drag dragon. Yeah, it only takes one actually. It only <laughs> takes one. It yeah. only takes one to wipe out the biggest city at like it takes one dragon. <laughs> and that's you know that that was that was always my biggest gripe. Is I didn't care that Bran ended up being the the king or whatever, or that Daenerys went crazy. It just all came the fuck out of nowhere. It was like, like, yeah. like one day, one day Daenerys was like, I'm going to be uh Teddy Roosevelt. And then the next day she was like, psych, I'm Hitler. And I was like, Whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, what like actual Hitler. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, like it just, it didn't make any fucking sense how quickly everything happened. Or yeah, how it happened way be. too fast. She just went into madness. And with 10 seasons, and also the te- like to be clear, 10 seasons, but the seasons aren't shorter. Because I hated the fact that yeah, 7 yeah. and 8, for some reason, they just weren't 10 episodes. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, I don't need episodes to be an hour and 30 minutes. I just need hour-long episodes, 10 episodes a season. Yep. And you get a, a bunch of development. Traveling from place to place is not literally teleportation. You don't go from fucking King's Landing to Winterfell in an episode. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Also, just on the note of her going crazy and, like... In that last war, there's a part where they they surrender. They ring well, I mean, they ring the bells and she burns everybody down. There's yeah, also a part where they literally drop their weapons and then yeah, Daenerys and then her men start killing people. Kills them. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. which whole again that bad. didn't make any sense. And a then lot I think at one, Jon Snow tried to fight against it. Then he yeah, tried to like yeah, stop he tries. And, then, and then him and Grey <laughs> and then, have beef. And then Arya just would not die, no matter how many buildings fell on top of her. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh my god, that episode was so fucking bad. I I forgot about that. She rides on the white horse. Yo, that oh my yo, the whole good thing this horse is here. That was that was the equivalent of a toe being struck by lightning, just in cinematic form. It really was much much less iconic though. No, Um, definitely less iconic because I already forgot about it. <laughs> it was, it was I bad. forgot. I forgot it happened until Kenny brought it up. Yeah. But honestly, the most egregious, the most egregious sin that that show created was them trying to convince me that Daenerys went crazy by displaying it in the previously on Game of Thrones segment of the episode. Like instead of them showing us Daenerys goes crazy, I don't know if anybody caught this, but the episode before the bells ring and she burns everyone down. They show all of the instances building up to her insanity throughout all of the seasons. I see what you're saying. On the previously on Game of Thrones. And I'm just like, this isn't where you develop character. You can't develop character here. Yeah. Also, great great way to shoehorn that shit into me and let me know that some shit's about to go down this episode too, right? Because that's also like like, kind of a spoiler what you just said. Like showing me... Because I know what scenes they show too. I know exactly what you're talking about. They show the scene where she gets back from being captured and she walks in and her her uh pyramid is under attack. And Tyrion is like, What are you gonna do? And she's like, I'm gonna go and burn all their ships, all their people, everything. And he's like, Uh, you can't do that. You'll be no different than your father. 
And that was like one of the scenes they show real quick is like, oh, look at her. She was crazy back then. She tried to go. Yeah, yeah. And with the with like the slave when she uh put up the slavers like on yep, Slavers Bay. They yeah, they tried to show those those clips, but they they showed them out of context, which I thought was so fucking yeah. annoying. And they, they yeah. said, I know in one of like the behind the scenes things after they were like, well, you know, she was always crazy. She was always I'm like, a no, crazy. she always like, but she wasn't, she wasn't fucking nuts though. Like, yeah. She never she wanted was, to kill kids ever. There was no point where she wanted to kill her. There was no there, point. Wasn't there like the whole, the whole part when, uh, the, like her, her main dragon, uh, killed that shepherd's son and she felt terrible about yeah, yeah, it. She and she like, that. she, she tried to like give them some kind of, you know, like, Huge, some kind of restitution loan, or not, something yeah, not long, but like a huge amount of money and all that stuff yeah like yeah, you, want, you, want, you want to tell me that same person within like us like two summers was like i'm gonna burn this entire city she also <laughs> took down every dead child for miles like there was a mile marker with a dead child that's how you knew yeah. that you traveled a mile she took down every single one and had them prepare a proper burial ground for every single one and they said there was like over 150 or something uh before they got to marine so my whole thing is like she has always been anti-children abuse like there was never anything about her that wanted to kill kids and then at the end it was like well kids gotta die too and and they didn't like fuck them kids (laughs) they didn't give us any internal thoughts from her they didn't give us like anything she just kind of was like hearing the bells and then she just was like you know what fuck it and it was bad we we've talked about this before in our game of thrones episode so check that out if you haven't heard it but the, the ending of Game of Thrones was really, really awful. And the fact that George R. R. Martin uh, like begged HBO to do 10 seasons really makes it hurt even more because we, we now know that we got cheated. Like we already knew we got cheated. We just didn't know to what extent. And now we know to like the extent that we got cheated. Exactly. Like Game of Thrones would theoretically be ending this year. Yeah, if it was still going, I mean, you know, before the last season came out, you saw the interviews. Like there was, I remember seeing an interview with George R. R. Martin, like on a, on like the red carpet or whatever, and them asking him about it, and him basically saying like, ah, oh, well, you know, I think they could have kept going, and you know, all the actors being like, ah, oh, yeah, best season, best yo, season. I'll, I'll yeah, never forget. John Snow's actor was like, yeah, best season, and they 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 were like having a hard time uh, following those NDAs. And yeah. Peter Peter Dinklage being like, yeah, you know, Tyrion's apparently the smartest person in the in the Seven Realms, and you know, he puts everyone in the crypt when the Necromancer King comes. I guess he's yes. not that smart. <laughs> like, yeah, and, and he got outsmarted by Cersei, which made no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, I remember the one season seven. Uh, they go to attack the the home of the Lannisters. Yeah. Uh, I forget what Cast Castle Rock. Lannis, Lannis, or yeah, 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 yeah. They go to my man. Yeah, they go to fucking Lannis Land. No, no, there's just a... say Lannisport, but so Lannisport is a Lannisport is a place to go. Say Lannister Land. Yeah, Lannister. <laughs> yeah, Lannisport is an area though. Um, but he, yeah, they went to attack or like Castle Rock, and Cersei had apparently withdrew her whole army basically and left a couple there, and so they would be stranded because they destroyed their ships from behind. So he got outsmarted there, and I'm like. Okay, Cersei has never been shown to be a tactician or battle genius. Like that's just never been a thing. In season yeah, two, when Tyrion was handed, oh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. In season two, when Tyrion is handed a king, Tyrion wins them the Battle of Blackwater Bay, or at least he stalls long enough for their dad to arrive and save them from fucking Stannis. It's always been Tyrion as the battle tactician, as the guy that like wins, you know, with the sneaky methods for his sister 
to out of nowhere, like outsmart him in a war is wild. Like that is wild. And she has Does that no, mean- like no real war experience. Yeah, it's it's her and Jamie, and even still though, Jamie, again, he's not that smart either. He got he's captured. Ta- he's and, a soldier. He's not a tactician. No, he's not. He's not the dad. He's not Tywin. He got captured. Like he Jamie got fucking captured, which basically, honestly, the Starks had had the war won. Like the way the war was going, if if Caitlin Star Caitlin Stark didn't, you know, release Jamie with the hope that he would return their daughters, the whole show would have gone differently. Um but you know that that's one of the great things about Game of Thrones is it has all of those scenes where you're like, damn, if, if this if this did not happen, everything would be different. Like if this one thing, if Catelyn Stark never released Jamie as a prisoner, or if you know uh, Rob Stark didn't random some marry marry some random foreign girl and then you know go go against his own vow that he made uh, to Walder Frey, like everything would be different. There's so many instances where like if this character did this one thing differently, the entire show changes. But then Cersei gathered all of her enemies in one church and blew them all up. Which yep. honestly, it was it was very emo- it's a very emotional thing to do to gather all the people you hate and blow them <laughs> up. Um, um, but you know, luckily for her, it was the smartest thing to do. I thought it, it, was, it was. It's like honestly, it's a moment of juxtaposition in that show for me because it's what it's probably my favorite scene in all of television. But I hate it. I hate it to pieces. I hate that she did that and that there was literally no repercussion. Yeah. No one was like, "Who blew up everyone in the sept?" I yeah, don't know. Like, well, I guess we'll move ter- on. An <laughs> act of terrorism, like actual terrorism, and no one like. Okay, so then she becomes the queen, and everyone's just okay with that, which is yeah. wild to me. Like, I mean, I'm sure people weren't okay with it because they were probably terrified but like i'm also yeah. just like there comes a point where when someone blows up the church with everyone in it you're just like oh it was that bitch we gotta get you know it. you know <laughs> like, what it is though. you know like, we had you know what it is and this is this is the annoying part about them pacing the show so badly at the end they rushed see like so that season six episode 10 it's my favorite episode of game of thrones i think it's the best episode of game of thrones the the one where she blows up the church because every single scene in that episode is amazing but specifically i think that we're supposed to just assume propaganda like they can't link it to Cersei's actions directly. It's more like one of those things. Oh, there was an accident, and there was like wildfire being kept under there. Everyone knew about it. The rumors were true. The Mad King, yeah, you know, but- wildfire. It's it's bad that we have to assume that, and we didn't get like just a little scene where people in the streets are talking. Because you know, right, Game of Thrones, right, right, like some give us something. Because you know, like this is, this is the world where like uh the 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 king's the king's right hand man stabbed him in the back yes and committed uh regicide yes and started a whole new line of kings and that's so a I whole don't, don't want to hear that, like people can't like overthrow whoever the current monarch is right it happened and, to that throne like at least seven times and the other crazy thing is in the earlier seasons you would get cool ass scenes like this somebody would go into a pub they would be getting a drink and then they would overhear a conversation and it could literally be Bronn going to a fucking whorehouse and them talking about, I heard it was, I heard it was the queen who blew up the uh, church. And it's like, no, she would never, like, you could have like people like arguing back and forth about who they think did it. And that little background conversation could literally be, okay, that's how people think about what or happened. Even better. Someone says that. And then the other person's like, shush, you can't say that out loud or some right. crazy shit like that. Yeah. Showing like, obviously people are terrified. of Yes, people are, t- but we didn't yeah. get anything. Like, Nothing. honestly, the show kind of dropped regular people all together when you like i didn't think about this until now 
there's no more scenes of like people in whorehouses and pubs in those last two seasons. There's no more like world building and that thing. It's just kind of like all your pieces are on the, on the table now, all your main players, which is fine. Like, you know, it's the last seasons, but then like you just, it kind of loses the game of Thrones essence at the end. It's just like, I just remember characters doing major shit and yeah. there's no, the scale, you kind of get lost in the scale because everybody's just teleporting. It's all just major characters and every major location doing major things. And it's Man, some of those whorehouse scenes were some of the best scenes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, honestly, some of the conversations that happen in those whorehouses are so, like, think about it. Uh, Rosalind and Tyrion, he goes to the whorehouse the one time and she goes to, like, you know, service him. And he, like, grabs her hands, like, I'm not here for that. I want information. Like, that type, like, those things, it's so cool seeing, like, that type of stuff. And then you overhear other things. And there's so much character development that happens in bars and stuff like that. And the background conversations that happen. Uh, but, again, you just lose all of that at the end. It's just... That's what a political drama is. And that's what people showed up for. They wanted that. Because that's what the show started as. The show started as, uh, you know, the kid... A child of one of the lords of the Seven Kingdoms seeing the queen and her brother fucking. Yes. Right? Like, and like that just starting so everything, right? Yeah. Like, and that's a political drama. Like he, yeah. he was just doing his own thing. He was climbing. Yep. And then he's like, oh. And then they were like, bye, child. And then, yep. that, you know, but. Yeah, we got cheated. What I will say is House of the Dragon comes out next year, I believe. And that shit does look promising. It looks exactly like Game of Thrones. Like, I, I think we watched the trailer a while ago when it first yeah. released. It's like a minute long. It looks exactly like Game of Thrones. I'm hoping that it holds up. It's a prequel and everything. Uh, I'm excited for it because I just, I really have, like, the, I want that old thing back. And hopefully D&D are nowhere near it. I don't think they are. But hopefully they never get anywhere near it. Uh, hopefully some new people are writing or doing whatever they need to do. To like make sure that the show recaptures the essence of Game of Thrones. It's going to have dragons, which is great. Because I feel like that is a big part of what separates Game of Thrones from, like I don't know, a lot of other these fantasy worlds that just do the old time thing, like the medieval times. Um, the dragons are a huge aspect of it. I think that's part of what makes Game of Thrones, like why it's so big. It's literally, I think the dragons play such a huge role in why the show is so big. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for House of Dragon. I mean, it's literally called House of Dragon, so they know too. Like, HBO is very aware of what made Game of Thrones, like, outside of the amazing writing that George R. R. Martin did, the, the dragon aspect of it, seeing them on screen, the CG on some of those dragon scenes, like, is so impressive and just so insane and epic that when you're watching, yeah. it's like, holy shit. It's almost like the better that the show's production got, the worse that the writing for the actual show got. Yes, exactly. That really is a shame because like I always like, especially at like the beginning of Game of Thrones, I was like, man, this I was like, Game of Thrones could be the next Lord of the Rings. Instead, yeah. it just became Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that's a shame because now it's not really its own thing. I mean, I guess it's its own thing and that everyone hates it. Yeah. Like, everyone who's ever seen it is like, the ending is god-awful. Yeah. Um, but it, it could have been, like, the next big thing with its own identity. Yep. You know, and that, like, the next big thing because of that identity. But then it just, it did really end up trying to become Lord of the Rings. And, like, in that, it just became this really bad, like, betrayal to the audience. I will say this, and Kenny and I, I think we both agree on this, right? Um, as bad as it ended, Game of Thrones is still 100% worth watching. And I agree, it's, yeah. It's even worth rewatching. Like I've I've rewatched it since it's ended, despite knowing how bad the ending is. Especially like, I, like Gary had never seen it, and I literally I I called him at like the end of season one. I think uh, when I realized that he was watching it, I was like, "Holy shit, I want to watch it with you!" And then we 
Like we literally watched it every day from season one to all the way to season eight. And it was like up until season eight, literally, I was like, holy shit, man, this show is so fucking good. Like it just made me realize like those first five, six seasons are so amazing that it's kind of it's interesting. It's like the opposite of what we always say about Infinity War and Endgame. So a lot of the MCU movies before Infinity War and Endgame are garbage. Like a lot of those older movies, the Hulk, the Thor, Dark World and all that. Those are those movies are god awful. They're fucking terrible. But Infinity War and Endgame are so good that it's worth watching because of that. Whereas Game of Thrones, like, despite the ending being awful, the Infinity War Endgame of Game of Thrones, it's terrible, right? But those first five seasons, those first six seasons are so good that, like, the excitement and the joy that you'll get from watching, especially if you've never seen it, and I I envy people who've never seen it, um, it's it's so insane just going through it for the first time and seeing it. uh, It's just going to... Yeah, the first, for me, like, the first three seasons are, like, double S tier, and then seasons four and five are still, like, really good, and then six, I think, is still good, but I like it less than four and five, and then seven and eight, I just think, are such a huge nosedive. Yeah, the seven and eight, undeniably nosedive. Um, Yeah, and maybe one, like I said, one day, I do want to do, like, we can do maybe a season... An episode of the podcast, like we'll do season one, then we'll do season two. Yeah, we'll do one and just, whole episode on one season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that could be really fun. I mean, that's that, that's not only eight episodes of a podcast, but it's also just like I really love Game of Thrones a lot. Like, despite everything, I love the show so much. It's in my top five shows of all time, even still, like with the ending and everything. Because I think that I think that the 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 writing with the uh, the actual material, like the base material that's coming directly from the books, is so well adapted that despite everything i I just think it's It's, that it's still that good it's still one of the best shows of all time regardless of how it ended like regardless about how attack on titan's going to end new season starts same same i know where you're going starts in january regardless of how this season ends i don't think it's going to end bad but if it does end bad every season before this was fucking amazing exactly like no matter what it's still worth what like if people say like oh is it worth watching like yes even though it ends bad it is like lost it's still considered one of the best shows of all time but i heard Lost's ending is terrible well lost after like season two is kind of terrible okay yeah i was i yeah people know i know people i got lost lost. and i like convoluted i like kingdom hearts and i got lost yeah so yeah, people love Lost. It's one of it's it's you know it's one of those highly revered and pretty shows. I've only seen season one, um, and I kind of never went back to it. it just kind of lost me a little bit. <laughs> no pun intended, but yeah, I just I don't know. Lost is is one of those shows that's really really big, and apparently ended not the best. And same thing with like Sopranos, a show that's literally when you look up best shows of all time, Sopranos is usually in line for like top three. Like, it's always top three. It's like that, Seinfeld, Breaking Bad, The Wire. Like, those shows are like, they usually move around, but Sopranos is that high up, and the ending apparently is also... not belong. Oh, shit. He's talking about Breaking Bad. (laughs) I mean, you know me. I don't like Breaking Bad either. I'm not a fan. Uh, I just don't. I don't see it for that show. I tried like three times now, and it's just such a slow burn. And I'm not a person that even needs a lot of action or anything, but like... I don't know, man. Get to the fucking point. Like, what, like it's a dark comedy. I don't think I like dark comedies. I think that's what it really is. I don't like dark comedies. I don't like... What's that show, uh, Orange is the New Black? I was able to watch that for, like, the first two seasons. And then, it just it's just bad to me. Like, I, I can't... They kept going and going and going. Dark comedies just don't do it for me. Yeah, Orange is the New Black is okay. I caught, same. I watched, like, the first season. I was like, it's pretty entertaining. Yes. Season two, and then, like, 
I don't know how many seasons they're on. I don't remember how many seasons I saw, but it did feel like with each season it got worse, and it didn't. It didn't start really good. Like first season was cool, right? And right. Each season just got worse, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of there. Um, you know what is good though. You know what show is good though. I'm not really sure how many of you can watch this. The Foundation, or sorry, it's just called Foundation, not the Foundation, just Foundation. Oh, that's the Apple TV show, right? Yeah, it's on Apple TV Plus, huh. so it has to be relatively new. Um, I we watched it after watching Dune. I liked it a lot more than Dune. That is not to say that I don't think that Dune was bad. I just think that it should have been a show. But that's maybe. Oh, Dune would have been amazing. So I, so I really enjoy Dune. I liked it a lot, but I agree with you the second you said that, and I never thought about it being a show. The pacing is so weird that I just, yeah. it yeah. just should have been a show. But Dune is fucking amazing If you me. like Dune, you will like Foundation. Go okay. Foundation. Damn, I just realized. Everyone listening, go watch Foundation. It is another, like, sci-fi politi- semi-political drama like Dune, it's just more. Uh, it's more fantastical than Dune is, though. Yeah, Dune is a Dune's a lot more gritty. Kenny, we got we got to do a Dune episode. I'm down. I just gotta see it. Oh, it's on HBO, yeah. right? I gotta get. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, I have an HBO account. Wink, wink. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, there's other ways for you to see it. Uh, we can, we can, or we can arrange, we can arrange ways for you to see it. But yeah, I, I actually do want to see it because. I have never read the full book. I've listened to some chapters of the audiobook of Dune, and I've heard a lot about Dune, and I'm very interested in, like, the world of that book. It's like a very... There's a lot that goes into that book that's really interesting, and I do want to see the movie. Um, based on what I know about the book, I do also wish it was just an HBO show, but, you know... Yes, because, like, Anthony is correct. It would have been better as an HBO show, 100%. Like... The second you said that, my mind immediately thought, like, holy hell, that would have been really good. Yeah, because um, my, my biggest issue with it is that, like, the pacing for the beginning is so slow, which is fine. Because you can have, like, a slowly paced thing yeah. that builds up to something at the end. But what it builds up towards at the end, especially given the pacing that it has at the, like, toward the end, yeah. second half of the movie, it just doesn't feel like Finished. it was a good movie yeah know? yeah yeah. like like I felt the, like the, ending like was the resolution too. like the resolution that they ended up coming to didn't feel like it was the resolution of the movie it felt like it was a step toward the resolution of the entire like yes. what is going to be the entire trilogy because you know yeah. what like you know what the resolution of the entire trilogy is going toward yeah like you see you sense what the conflict is and like where that's going to go but like the resolution to the movie was just kind of like, and here it is. And you're like, Oh, yeah, okay. it didn't really match. It didn't match. Uh, the movie, the ending of the first movie didn't match. It kind of felt like it was the end of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It felt like it was the end of an episode, not the end of yeah, a movie. Exactly. Right, like right, for right. a movie, it didn't feel like an ending. It felt like yeah. an episode's ending. And that's why when you said that, I was like, Holy shit, that's such a like accurate thing to say that like, it should have been a show. Cause I agree. Um, with at least but, the way they paced it. They could have done what they did and made it a movie. Because, you know, like, Lord of the Rings does that. But, like, the end of The Fellowship of the Ring feels like what has happened in that movie had been resolved in yes. that movie. But then left, like, bits to be picked up in the next movie. Yep. You know? Yeah. So. But Dune is, Dune is good. It's worth watching for sure. Um, we, we, have, we have a pipeline of shit to do. We do have so. a pipeline of shit. There's a lot of But, hey, man, that's good. Coming down the pipeline, guys. Death Note episode, Code Geass episode, My Hero Academia episode, Dune episode, Matrix episode, No Way Home episode, Cowboy Bebop episode, if I didn't say it already. Um, 
That's just like off the top of my head, just going really quick, like rapid fire. We also never did an episode. We didn't do a Final Fantasy episode, have we? No, we talked about Final Fantasy a lot during our RPGs episode. But we like we haven't done a actual episode on just Final Fantasy. And like, I do want to do a deep dive into Final Fantasy VII Remake because that game to me was fucking insanely phenomenal. Oh, uh, bring me back for that one. Oh, for sure. Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake specifically I, episode. Another yeah. thing we could bring Ant back for. We still haven't done a Zelda episode. Uh, yep, Zelda, and you guys know a lot more about that than I do, so that would be great. There's a lot. There's just like a lot that we could talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's a lot coming down the pipeline uh, as far as content goes. So we, we're we not strapped for content at all. It's just more so like, one, getting to rehash or watch it and yep. then putting it out. But I do like these episodes where we just kind of, you know, rapid fire, just have a conversation between friends. And it's just, it's relevant topics, like all the things we talked about today, the death of Virgil Abloh. Uh, George R. R. Martin, Spider Man, and the tickets and all that stuff. Like all the Mario Party. Like these things are all recent. They are all relevant to like what's happening in the world right now. Yep. And I do like that the podcast has that ability to be not only nostalgia but also recent. Yeah, because there's all kinds of new recent nerd shit coming out. And there's dude. I mean, we've covered it before, but there really is. Like, it always seems like the best time to be a nerd is tomorrow, man. Like, there's always. Oh, yes. There's always just more crazy shit coming out that's like, man, are they really doing that? Holy I shit. literally used to say before Game of Thrones and uh, Avengers ended, God, please don't let me die before I get to see the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And how, like, Avengers ends, like, Infinity War Endgame. Like, don't let me die in 2017 or something, where I'm, like, so close to the finish line. I used to always say that, and obviously I saw both of them. Uh, Infinity War Endgame, amazing. Game of Thrones, opposite. So, you know. Speaking of news and things that might be on the horizon, I, I don't, I can't go into the whole thing. And off the top of my head, I don't remember the whole thing. But there was a huge leak, uh, I want to say a few weeks or a few months ago. Huge leak. And over time, and a lot of people thought the leak was fake, and right now it's still not confirmed the leak's real, but over time, there's things that are getting announced, and everything that's getting announced was on that leak, like very like God of War coming to PC, or, and just, I don't know, random shit. Oh, there's like just learn shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that was on this leak that is that is being announced, and people are like, holy <laughs> shit, is this leak real? One yeah. of the things on that leak is 2023 Kingdom Hearts 4. Wow, that would be really soon. That would be, and a lot of people are like, dude, that's a pipe dream. There's no way. But there's a bunch of other things that were on this leak that looked impossible and that uh, have gotten announced. Here's what I'll say, uh, and this is true with Monster Hunter as well. So, art, like artifacts, right? Like thing, like things that they've put and created for Kingdom Hearts three. They still have all those artifacts, and those artifacts are still usable for the next Kingdom Hearts game because those graphics are insane. Like. Kingdom Hearts 3, I don't I don't need the graphics to go up to whatever fucking PS5 graphics are. I don't even know if they're like that different from PS4. But they they are gonna do that. But you know, like they've already done that for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. You know, like they the, have I think that game was obviously built for the PS5 and and or like toward the PS5. Yeah. And then they so it's easy to upscale the artifacts as opposed to creating them from scratch. So what I'm really saying is they already have like Sora is already created for like that level of graphics. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the worlds are already, they already have the worlds and everything. They just have to like, obviously redo everything on them, but like the world, the maps are there. So it, it's not unbelievable that kingdom hearts four could be coming out sooner than 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's oh, give one. me Agrabah. Cause another I want Agrabah. One, another one on there was uh chrono cross remake. Oh God. I need that. 
Yeah, another one on there was Chrono Cross. And I've never beat that game, but I've played it at least 10 times and pretty much gotten to the same point every time and I stop. Yeah. Um, But the music and the battle system and all that stuff is all unique. Uh, And I would like to see, you said remake? Yeah, yeah. From according to the to the leak, Chrono Cross remake. Remake. Um, the word remake means a lot to me now from Square because of the way they did Final Fantasy VII. Because this remake is such a strong word, and I like the way they did Final Fantasy VII, um, and not made it literally just basically a port with better graphics. So the Final, the Final Fantasy VII remake is more like a requel. Especially yeah, by yeah, the time you get to the end of it, you're like, "Oh, this ain't the same game." This son. is not the same game. But <laughs> I, like, this but, ain't the same game. But that, I love that for it. Like I actually, oh, I, I genuinely love that about it. And yeah, you got me excited for the Final Fantasy VII remake episode. Yeah, you know? the the whole part where like Sephiroth comes and Aerith tells him you're wrong. I was Yo, like, oh my god! It's like, wait, what the fuck? You two time travelers? What the hell do y'all know? She was like, "You're just everything about you is wrong." I was like, "Oh." Maybe she won't die this time. The drama is like so... seven seconds before the end. I don't know if yes. you guys realize, but seven yeah, yeah. seconds is the time Sephiroth descends from from the ceiling to stabbing Aerith. So, yeah. and he says, seven seconds, what will you do with it? Anyway, I'll leave that for the Final Fantasy I cannot wait. That shit is going to be epic. Uh, I have so many theories on how I think they're going to do it. I, like, uh, I, I don't even want to, I don't even talk about it right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm obviously super fucking excited. Uh, but we, we can wrap this episode up here. So this is, uh, I think this is episode like 35 of the I Am There podcast. Guys, if you have anything that you want us to read aloud on the show, uh, write into I Am There podcast at gmail.com and Kenny and I will read it aloud on one of our episodes that does not have a guest. And yeah, also, as I always say, uh, do the things that make you happy. Now. Do them now. Oh, I was going to say bye. But... <laughs> B- bye work just as good. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs>